Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson, host of the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. We have another great episode for you this week, and I cannot wait for you to get to hear from my friend, Betty. Now, Betty, I'm going to try to say your last name correctly, Mamadi. Betty lives in Beirut, Lebanon, and she and I became friends about a year and a half ago, and it has been an amazing journey to get to know Betty better, to know more about what her life is like in Beirut and how she is loving and serving special needs families in her country. You are going to be so encouraged by what she has to say. And I was so thankful to get to have this conversation with her because we are in the middle of our series over on the Rising Above blog called Peace in the Chaos. We are looking at different ways that we can have peace in the midst of the chaos of the special needs life and in the midst of all that's going on in the world around us. It has been an amazing series. And if you haven't joined us, please go over, check that out. I know that you will be blessed by being a part of that along with us. Also, we want to make sure that more and more special needs families know about this podcast. It's our heart to bring hope and encouragement by sharing the stories of other special needs families. So if you would take a minute, please leave us a rating and a review. Let other families know about this podcast so that we can help spread the word. We know how hard this special needs life can be when you feel like you are isolated and alone and that no one sees you or no one gets your life. Well, we want you to know we see you. And we want to do all we can do here at Rising Above to encourage you, to equip you on your journey of special needs parenting. And we want other parents to know about this resource. So we would be so grateful if you would just take a second, leave us a rating and review, and let other families know about this podcast. I cannot wait for you to get to hear this conversation with my friend, Betty. She lives in one of the most dangerous countries in the world right now. And what she has to share blessed me so much. She challenged me. She encouraged me. And I know she will do the same for you. So here's the conversation that I had with my sweet friend, Betty from Beirut, Lebanon. Hey, Betty, thank you so much for joining me today for the Rising Above podcast. It is an honor to have you on the show. And I just... I just admire and love you so much. And I am so thankful that um, you're going to share with us here today about what your life is like. So thank you, because I know your life is crazy busy right now. So thank you for making a space for us to be able to have this conversation. Hey, Becky, I'm so glad to be with you uh, on this podcast. I'm so honored to be part of your team and and doing this amazing work for God and for special need families. Thank you for, for this beautiful friendship we have. You know, I was going to say, I think out of everything that has happened, that's been so hard and tragic and with what's gone on with COVID and all the pandemic, the one beautiful thing that came out of that was how you and I met um, back, goodness, about a year and a half ago, almost two years now, coming up on two years uh, and out of that, all the amazing things God has done through this relationship. And it is 
it has been one of the most powerful, meaningful things that has happened to me in this past year and a half. So it's a joy to get to to talk to you always. So thank you. The feeling is so mutual. I never expected that God could bring such a beauty from the ashes of uh, the world that we're going through right now. I feel the same, Becky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's kind of neat. You've been on the podcast before. You've, you've done other videos for us before. So we'll be sure to share that link in the show notes so people can go back and hear kind of the backstory about how we met and everything. But what's been amazing, you know, you are, you're a special needs mom. Tell us a little bit about your family, about who's in your family. And uh, because it, it, you give and do so much for special needs families in your country. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But tell us, first of all, about where you live, who's in your family, and and uh, we'll, we'll get further into the other things I want to share, want you to share here in a minute. But first of all, just who are you and where do you live right now? Well, I live in one of the most dangerous countries in the world, mm-hmm. in Lebanon, uh, in Beirut. And I, I have a family. Uh, my family consists of three kids. My eldest is on the autism spectrum. Uh, he's 18 right now. I have uh, another uh, son. He's 15. His name is Kale. And Zoe, she's six. I'm a special need mom. <laughs> and uh, I've been uh, trying to support families who struggle with the same challenges for around a decade now. But I've been doing it uh, alone and uh, with the help of the church but it was mainly uh, what God put on my heart 10 years ago and I was just always uh, training myself and working on myself and trying to help with whatever I learned uh, to expand it to moms around me especially those who are seeking help mm-hmm. so I've been in this field uh, working more on my relationship with God and uh, on accepting why he chose me to be a mom of Kurt. What was he teaching me from this? Of course, I passed through lots of hard times. I felt at times that uh, it wasn't fair. It's, it was a punishment. But when I uh, met God in the process and uh, I learned that Kurt is a blessing mm-hmm. and I started seeing him as a blessing, my life changed enormously. And he changed as well mm-hmm. from a severe case of autism to he started uh, he started talking at the age of six and improving of course he still has his challenges and uh, uh, during every season we pass through grieving all over again and uh, through struggles but god has been faithful he's been always teaching me great lessons from uh, even the the problems i face with kurt Mm -hmm. yeah and it's been an amazing journey just hearing your story and hearing how God used Kurt to actually bring you closer to God. It's through, and I think so many of us would say that I would say the same thing about John Alex, that they are our best teachers, you know, even though they don't, they don't speak, they speak to us through their lives. And um, it's been in a, it's been a beautiful thing to see you over these, ever since I've known you. And what has been so amazing to me is that, you know, out of this friendship that we built, you know, we've been able to provide resources for you um, with our downloadable um, studies and different things. And then you, goodness, you this fall, you hosted your very first By the Brook Middle East 
for moms in your country, which just, I still have a hard time processing all of that, that that actually, like we were able to partner with you. You hosted an event for moms. And not only that, then a few weeks later, the dads got together the same weekend that our dads in the U.S. were meeting, the dads in the Middle East were meeting. And I just, I can't even put it into words what that meant to us as a ministry over here, seeing what was going on on the other side of the world. It was so beautiful, so beautiful. So what was that like for you all? It was uh, a miracle, a dream, a dream come true. I cannot describe my joy while preparing every part of these retreats, although it was exhausting because being a special needs mom and doing all this work, basically with some help, but because the moms are not like rising above ministries. They're still not followers of Christ. So mm-hmm. you have to be doing most of the work. But I've been seeing God in these events in a way I've never seen in all those past 10 years. Ever since you gave me, Becky, those resources, and I was saving them for the right moment. And what amazed me is once we did the retreat and we introduced them to God's love and to their need to open the Bible. Uh, since that day till today, those moms, every day they wake up and they take your Bible studies about peace and the chaos and they open the music and they do their quiet times. They've been consistent in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, two moms, they came all the way from the mountain to pick their studies. They wanted the printed papers because they said without them, we can't focus with our hectic and crazy lives. So I've been seeing miracles because I know for myself, it was very hard for me to study the Bible when I started following Christ. Quiet times was the hardest part with Mm -hmm. all the chaos and with all the mess at home and just having some quiet. How can I find quiet in in my life? It's not quiet at all. But these uh, studies are so focused, like you sit 20 to 30 minutes and I've seen moms sit hours because they've seen the power of listening to the worship songs and thinking into themselves what this verse means personally to me, praying personally, these purposeful prayers, I love them. Like you start targeting your prayers and it helped me, even though I've been doing quiet times for 10 years, I found myself uh, discovering so many things that I missed during the day mm-hmm. because I'm on the, on the run all the time. Right. So I can tell you the retreat opened the door for their relationship with God. And it opened the door for them to start studying the Bible every week. I have two Bible groups, one in the morning, one in the evening. All the moms are studying after the retreat. Everyone is so excited and they don't want to miss it. And they sent me yesterday. They said, we wish that we could do these studies every day because they're changing our lives. You know, I have moms who, who are single moms who are divorced and whose kids are asking like, what happened to you, mom? You (laughs) used to scream a lot at home. What are you doing in these Bible studies? Mm. What is changing you so much? She said, it's the word of God. And I've even seen moms who who are fighting sin because uh, they're telling God, please, I want to sit and read. And Satan is fighting them with Mm -hmm. temptations. And they tell him, God, we want to sit and listen. Please keep these temptations away. If I share the stories, I can write a book, Becky. Well, maybe we'll do that. (laughs) Maybe we'll do that. You never know. We should. We should. Uh, Honestly, I've never seen uh, God's glory with all the moms at the same time. Usually you have one mom and you work a lot for many years to see an improvement. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, 
it's a boom it's it's a movement god is moving powerfully in lebanon yes. with all the crazy stuff happening in my country i know from the news you might you might have heard but seriously we're living in the most dangerous times we've never had anything like the times we're going through mm-hmm. right now well and that's we, one of the things i want to talk about we you know yeah. we're in this piece in the chaos study and that's why i wanted to make sure you were one of the the moms one of the people that we talked to because I know from what I see on the news and also through my conversations with you, because we communicate a lot through apps. So we can, you know, we can have, we talk pretty much every day. And I know things are so chaotic that, that we can, in, in, especially here in the U.S., we can't even comprehend what your day-to-day life is like. And so I would love for you to share to share with us, like right now, what is your day-to-day life? What's going on in your country? You know, you already have enough chaos with just being a special needs mom, having a son with autism, working full-time, having two, you know, two other children, a husband, all the things in your world. But you add on top of what, you know, on top of that, what's going on in your country. It's unbelievable. So yes, please share what is going on right now. Well, uh, the economy is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have lost their jobs and many left ca- Lebanon. This is the first time you see the majority leaving the country. As special needs families, we don't have any more therapists to support us. We don't have any more shadow teachers. Like I get every day three to four phone calls. Please, can you help me find a place for my son or a shadow teacher to support him to get integrated in a school? Special needs schools, they're closed in Lebanon. We have only two or three, and the prices are beyond imagination because now uh, uh, our currency lost, lost its value. And people are asking for dollars, and it's, you can't pay dollars because dollars now is, is <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fortune to the Lebanese people yeah. now. After being like a rate that we use on a daily basis, uh, I remember traveling to the States and we used to spend a hundred dollar here on a daily basis. It was nothing to us. Now a hundred dollar is a fortune in Lebanon mm-hmm. and uh, people can't afford food. They can't afford to buy meat anymore. They can't afford to take their kids to a playground because in Lebanon, we don't have public uh, gardens or oh, okay. places for kids to go and enjoy. You have to pay for everything. I and now if you that. want, yes. Yeah. So now it's equal $300 if you want to take your kids to McDonald's. Say, this, wait, 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 wait. say, that, say that again, Betty. It's equal, it's equal to $300, uh, the rate that, wow. that used to be before. We pay $300 to take our kids to play wow. in a playground, and nobody can afford that. You can do it once, if, and you, if your, home, your home's budget will be broken. Wow. So the kids are, are suffocating. Special needs kids are going through crises. Because emotionally, they're not doing well. Uh, there are no schools. There are not enough uh, teachers. Uh, you can't even do stuff with them to entertain them because you, you're, you're below your, you're not living up to a normal standard now. Mm-hmm. Everything is above your budget. Yeah. So this is from the, from the daily struggles like food. We don't have medication in Lebanon. If you want medication, you have to ask your friends to send them from Jordan, Egypt. We have sisters and brothers sending us bags of medications because we don't have Panadol for kids or for fever, medication for kids or antibiotics we don't have. And um, if you want to go to the hospital, 
it's you need to pay millions millions and they won't accept you because there are no insurance companies now you can't afford to pay them and on top of that uh, a week ago there was uh, there was shooting on the streets uh, the students at schools they were sent to shelters and the moms were terrified there was a mom who got killed from a bullet because people were shooting on the streets so you'll never know when a civil war can break that day we started remembering our childhood when when they started shooting and then they started throwing bombs and we started hearing bombs two weeks ago and we were terrified we were we, we can't handle it i can tell you becky if they start another civil war i will die of a heart attack because all my childhood was spent in shelters and we saw people dead on the streets we can't live that all over again we don't have the nerves anymore mm. yeah and we will have a nervous breakdown immediately the Lebanese people are uh, are having mental illnesses, uh, mm -hmm. emotional breakdowns. Uh, it's it's very tough situation. We, yeah. we have we're not even thinking of the COVID. The COVID is the least of our concerns mm -hmm. now, <laughs> mm -hmm. because we uh, the doors are closing from every corner, and but but we do feel God's uh, provision in a miraculous mm -hmm. way. Like this retreat was like a gift. To those special needs family that like they would never expect someone would would welcome them to go on a getaway and mm -hmm. just rest rest from all those news and struggles and uh, problems at home their homes are battles outside their homes are battles like everything is a battle and this retreat came like as a gift from god like i love you i want to take care of you i'm taking you on a short break with me yeah. come listen to my words we felt it I felt it with the moms. I've never seen special needs mom crying from joy. Like mm -hmm. I've seen them crying mm -hmm. from depression, but right. like sharing and remembering that God is love, remembering their vows and their marriages. One of the moms was like sharing. Now I recall when we got married, we put the verse, love never fails. Mm -hmm. I forgot that verse. This retreat reminded me of God's love. For the wow. first time, I feel God's love. So people were sharing like we saw God in this retreat mm -hmm. coming from people who are not believers. This is something that's huge. <laughs> to share that, that's huge, right? That's huge. To say I've seen God. Well, and I know one other thing that you're dealing with that is makes life so challenging. I mean, even for us to be able to find a time to do this interview, we have to wait until you actually have electricity it could go off in the middle of this this interview so explain what that is like and how that impacts i mean we just take it for granted that we have power we have electricity and but what is that like for you because we've really i mean we've had several conversations over the past several months and we've had to go okay betty's going to have power during this time block we've got to see if we can make sure that we can connect then so share about that well, the electricity is our toughest struggle because uh, right now uh, they, they are turning it off half the day. So it's like um, when the electricity comes, I have to run to do my laundry, uh, to prepare stuff, to, to go to the Internet, finish my work. And then for three, four hours, we don't we're, we're in darkness. We are we lose connection. <laughs> we don't have any connection with people outside. And it, it's the, the worst during the night because, mm -hmm. you know, we can't open our heaters or the ACs during summer. It was, it was so, it was hell. It was mm -hmm. hell for people at night. We, we can't sleep. And you know, because when you, you don't have electricity, 
the silence at night is yeah. scary. You can hear if people are walking in their homes, you, you can feel, you can listen to everything happening mm. around you. And my, my children would wake up with nightmares screaming because it's too dark. And I would run and bump into the doors and open oh, candles. <laughs> so like, it's okay, it's okay, it will come back again. And you have to put safe uh, candles or stuff so the kids don't get terrified. And it's so hard. Honestly, it's my hardest because I can't be very productive. I'm losing the electricity most of my days. But I'm trying to, uh, like one of your studies, Becky, when you said you, you do the flip, flip side. Mm, flip side, okay. yeah. Flip side. So I'm thinking right now when this happens, I can read my Bible with Kurt because mm. he won't have access to the internet. He won't sit on his laptop. This is the time to, to sit with him and just connect with God to pray more with my kids, to do quality time with them. I'm trying to change it to something positive. Mm -hmm. At cute. the beginning, it was depressing. But then I said, okay, Betty, adapt or die. This is mm, how we adapt live in Lebanon. or die. Like, yes, yes. This was the message at church. The pastor gave it. He said, you know what? It's hard times, but it's not harder than the, the first Christians when they were killed. And when they were burned or uh, when they were thrown to lions, we still can open our Bibles in mm -hmm. Lebanon. We have our freedom among all the Middle East to go to churches. So let's, we are still doing great compared to the first Christians. Mm -hmm. So if you look at their lives during, uh, in history, you'll see we don't have electricity. That's not a big deal. Jesus didn't have electricity mm -hmm. and he did lots of things. So maybe this is the time to connect with God more pray with him because when you have electricity you're on your tv or on your phone or mm -hmm. laptop and sometimes it takes a lot of your time and you don't connect with god yeah. so it's like god is telling us okay go back to basics sit and read your bible your book not your laptop not your <laughs> iphone <laughs> iPad. yeah yeah, yeah. Just, just open your book and read it uh, mm -hmm. pray to me and i've been doing that and even i wake up at night sometimes and i open the uh, the, the the phone light and i read your jeff's books and mm. i'm enjoying them because otherwise you know we lose track of books we don't have time to read books right now this is what i'm going back to reading books reading actual books, books not yeah <laughs> online books but and how does that so when you don't have power so you, i'm thinking about processing through my day you've got to figure out you're you're working you're trying to take care of your family you've got to cook when you have power, what do you do about your refrigerator? I mean, like I'm thinking if your power wow. goes off, what, how, what does, what happens there? I want to tell you that in Lebanon, uh, when the crisis started, everybody went and saved food, meat, everything, because the prices were, sh were becoming so high and mm -hmm. they were scared they, that they wouldn't get food. And then we had this electricity problem. And everybody threw all their food from their fridge because they get, got poisonous. I was among the people who told my husband, you know what? God said, uh, I remembered God in the old times when he used to send them the manna on a mm -hmm. daily basis. And I told Said, I don't believe in saving food. God will provide on a daily basis. I was among the few who didn't throw food because I never saved food. Wow. I would buy it fresh and cook it on the spot because <laughs> yeah. I had this feeling the only time we saved we they, they got messed up the rice had all kinds of insects in them and we threw them so i told him you see i mm. told you god doesn't want us to save wow, he wants buddy. us to live by faith mm. and we've seen miracles like we get to have the best meals when we don't expect it uh, like the retreat even the donation we got like we had a five-star meal and everybody couldn't buy this on a daily basis and i know many people wondered and i told them 
you know what? This is God putting the best food on our table. He's spoiling us from the donation of our brothers and sisters from abroad. So we appreciate everything. And yes, I don't say food. Yes, I, I barely put food in the fridge because the smell can become horrible when you lose the, the electricity for five, six hours a day. So uh, basically we get exactly what we need on a daily basis and we don't save. So we don't throw them or we don't get poisoned. <laughs> Betty, you so. teach me so much. Seriously, you <laughs> teach me so much. And that, wow. You know, I think you looking to see the flip side, looking to find the positives. Wow. I mean, I know it has to be, there's days that are just so, so hard, you know, and th- this week we're looking at how we, keep our peace by surrendering our fears to God. And one of the verses that we're looking at is that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I, and I love that thought because there are sometimes that fear will overtake me, you know, and, and that fear comes in and you do, you feel like you're losing your mind, you know, you feel like you're losing it. But this verse tells us that that's not from God that God has not given us that spirit of fear, but we can have power and love and a sound mind. So what are some of the things that you do? You've shared a little bit already about what you're doing, like when the power's off and whatnot, but what are some of the things that you do? And what are some of the things you're teaching the moms that you're working with in the Middle East of how we can live out this life of having a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind through Jesus? To be honest, Becky, um, I, I've been attacked with the spirit of fear uh, last week when the shooting happened because my kids were stuck at school and it was terrifying to go on the streets and to go get your kids and you you worry from a bullet flying and you, you, you're getting shot in a way. Uh, I don't deny that sometimes I do get panic attacks, but then mm-hmm. I stop and I say, God is in control. God is in control. And I start praying. And what helps me a lot is to confess to someone when I'm paralyzed, like mm, I, I yes. call my sisters and I tell them I'm, I'm terrified right now. And I start changing my mind. I start thinking, uh, I, I don't dwell on the fear thought, like God will change this. It's temporary. He, we're under his uh, protection. So I try to go to the verses. Of course, they help a lot. I try to l- listen to worship songs that remind me of how big my God is. And mm. I always remind myself, that God, nothing will happen unless God permits it. Mm. If God wants me to stay alive and well right now, he's going to protect me. Even if I'm walking in the fire, it's going to pass. And we've seen it when the explosion happened uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. I was on the road 10 minutes before the explosion. When I arrived home, you know, the way the explosion happened, Becky, and the way everyone is pr- protected in churches, uh, none was hurt from all the Christians we knew who were praying. It's a miracle. We felt God's angels were were uh, ho- protecting us, mm-hmm. holding our back. We felt it because you know, if the explosion didn't happen that happened in that place where they had these big building for the bread, all of Lebanon would have uh, been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Not only Beirut. So we felt his presence and how he protected and every one of us left the place and the explosion happened. I know many people got hurt and they lost parts of their bodies. And sometimes we don't understand why this happens. But I do know 
that this explosion opened the door for many people to understand that life is temporary and it's mm -hmm. like vapor and we need to think about eternity more. That's mm -hmm. why we see many people now following Christ coming from different religions and mm -hmm. studying the Bible and getting to know Jesus and telling him we want to follow you. It's been it's been a big movement in Lebanon. We've seen we're seeing many people repenting. Yeah. So we have a choice. I always say in fear, yes, we can we are humans, we are weak, but then we need to remind ourselves who's who's our father? We are the daughters of the king. Mm -hmm. We are the children of the king. And he's protecting us. And if he mm -hmm. has a purpose for our life here, he's going to protect us. So if he, if he wants to take us now, he's going to take us. Mm -hmm. And because we're not scared anymore of death, we trust in him. Like, yeah. I know there's a better place. I always, I'm studying Philippians right now, and it's helping me a lot to think like Paul. Mm -hmm. God, living is for God and dying is for God. Yes. Dying is better, but it's, living is to serve for God's purposes mm -hmm. and just keeping that focus in Lebanon I can tell you we are focused on the mission of evangelizing making people follow Christ mm -hmm. and this is bringing lots of joy and it's keeping us separated from the bad news because we are seeing God like putting a bubble and of protection and we are joyful despite everything wow. I, I sometimes tell my sisters like as if we're not living in Lebanon because we're always doing events we're always seeing miracles we're mm. always seeing god blessing us in one way or another as if we're not part of everybody's depressed everybody's down but we really feel we are different we are being a light and everybody sees that because we are focused on his mission our eyes are on him he said focus on me like peter in the storm when he focused on Jesus, he could mm -hmm. walk on water. And this is what I do when I get scared. I focus on Jesus. I say, he's allowing this storm to break our walls of fear. He wants to break them. Sometimes we put walls of fear and we hide inside them and we get used to protecting ourselves like that. But God sometimes sends storms because he wants to take us out and he wants us to shine in our faith. Mm -hmm. And I think people in Lebanon need to see the Christian's faith. Because this is this will differentiate us from anyone else. If we are afraid and terrified and hopeless like the rest, then we're not actually his disciples or his followers. If something's missing, we're not, we're not doing it the right way. They should see something different in us. Betty, that is beautiful and so true. And like I said, you, I, I have learned so much from you because I get so wrapped into my world and what's going on over here and wrapped up in concerns of this life. And then I hear you, you're, you're, you literally are, are in a place where it is so unsettled, um, where it is very dangerous to be. And yet you have through Christ come to this place of being able to have peace in the chaos. And so I thank you for teaching me because I have learned much from you. And it, it is beautiful to see with all that goes on in your world that you still, you see, I, you are so appreciative of what you have, what God has done for you, that you don't want to just hold that for yourself. You want to share that with others so they can have that same freedom. And so I just... I'm so grateful for you and for your what you're doing. And I honestly, I I, I can't even um, I, I get so excited when I think about the possibilities of what God is doing with 
rising above here in the States and what he's going to do in the Middle East with us partnering with you all. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see and Becky, be a part I'm of. I'm going to tell you something that I know you might say I'm inspiring, but I want to tell you every woman and every man who attended this retreat was inspired by you and Jeff. To be honest, you are a source of inspiration to us because to us, seeing people who don't know us, that care that much mm-hmm. to see us rest, you've been a source. I've seen moms cry when they heard that Rising Above uh, is made by Becky and Jeff and they want to support us. They said our families here don't support us. Mm-hmm. Why are they supporting us? So you've been a source of encouragement with your generosity, with your love. And I want you to know that what you're doing is reaching every person, every special need mom and dad here. They know about you. They love you. <laughs> they appreciate you. And they see Jesus in you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's mm-hmm. mutual because we are used to life here. Mm-hmm. And we would never expect that an American lady would think about us, people in the Middle East. People they don't know, and maybe they from their news they know bad things about us from Lebanon because I know Lebanon to 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 uh, the developed countries is a terrorist country. Mm-hmm. So doing this to us, it means a lot, and it is changing lives. I think the combination of our faith and your faith is is making God shine so powerfully in the world, not only in the Middle East. (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. And I have to tell you, if I were to, if you, if someone had asked me back even two years ago, we we always had this dream about rising above growing and going into other nations and other countries. If someone had told me it would be Beirut, Lebanon would be the first place that we really expanded to, I would have said, what? I mean, that would, that would have been the farthest thing anywhere in the Middle East would have been the farthest place that I would have thought. And I just love how God just orchestrated all this through one Facebook message from you to me that that opened up this whole amazing friendship. And it just, it makes me want to cry because I think, what if I hadn't responded to that message? You know, like the message came in and sometimes you get messages and you're like, who is this person messaging me? But there was something about it and I knew it was legit and I knew it was real. And I am just, I'm so grateful that that you took the step to send the message and that I was able to respond and that God connected us because it has been such a blessing, I think, for both of us to see how God is moving in such amazing ways. And what a joy, what a fun journey, even in the midst of all the chaos around us to get to be on, right? Right, right. <laughs> I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. I share about it and it's like a dream, a dream. It's more than a dream. It's a miracle to me. Like all my life I waited and I never expected that God would do something like that in these times. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Well, I and just love you so much. And I'm so grateful for you because I know <laughs> we had forgotten. You didn't, we didn't realize there was the time change. Your The time in your country had changed. And so we were off an hour and I sent you a message and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm doing dishes. Hold on. And so we had, you know, we were able to connect. So I just really appreciate you taking the time because I know the time that you have electricity is very limited. And I want to honor that because I know you have things you need to do. And so just know that we here in the States, we love you guys. We're cheering you on. And I cannot wait to see what God's going to do. So love you, Betty. Thank you so much for your time. Me too, Becky. 
Thank you so much for this wonderful interview. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. It's a joy to talk <laughs> with you, you always. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.